Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Well, we are back at it again. Yes. I think this is the first time in 2022 that the three of us have sat down. So this is kind of a landmark yes. to do yes. it. With, uh, first of 2022. Wandering in the Word. Here we are with the text for Sunday, the 16th of January. And they might sound a little familiar. Because <laughs> so, it's so good. It's yeah. a good, good story from John's gospel and, and the familiar verses from the New Testament as well that we'll be looking yeah. at. So people already have thoughts formed as they yes. listen in on this conversation. Yes. So if you have something to add, insights, comments, or um, emojis, you can drop them in the comments if you're tuning in on Facebook or I don't know if you're on the podcast, like email us or something. Could leave a review. Could leave, leave a review. A review. Um, yeah, I mean, there's multiple ways. So, but yeah, we are. It's the middle of January, folks, and uh, it's the first time we've all been traveling to and fro, and so we've been uh, hit and miss. But it's nice to be back together again. So, why don't we talk about wine? Oh, that sounds like, like a great topic. Our go- I do. I'm lamenting we're not all drinking wine yeah. right now as we discuss, but well, next time, next time we do John two in a couple months so when it comes again. Up again. Yes. But um, yeah, Melissa, do you want to read our gospel reading? Yes, I do. Uh, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, 11, 11. somewhere. Uh, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that of you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now come draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and he said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. That's All right. <clears throat> Praise to you, O Christ. Yes, love it. Mm-hmm. Good story. It is a good story. A good wedding party, you know. You know, it's so funny. Um, when I was little, like I don't know how old, but pretty little, I just thought that everybody in the Bible was like holy and good and perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, people in Bible times, they were not like we are today. <laughs> um, but then you don't have to read very far in the Bible to be like, wow, people were people sinful (laughs) back then as well um not that it's sinful to have a a wedding celebration but just it's a very um relatable experience to be at a wedding celebration and there's yeah overconsumption of wine or whatever having a good time and um and jesus is there in the midst of it kind of providing more wine (laughs) (laughs) we gotta cut these people off it's like that's what's needed sure bring out the good stuff an abundance of it i mean I can't remember what the math is on it. The hundreds of gallons that a lot, a lot yeah, of gallons. a lot of gallons. I mean, there's like four bottles in a gallon. 
I think so. Our communion wine comes in a gallon jug. Yeah. We should have had one here for illustration purposes, but um, it takes us a long time to go through a gallon. Yes. In, in like quarter ounce communion cups, of course. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd want to sit there and sip Mogan David while we're no. <laughs> one sip is plenty for the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, it's a story. I think we read it during stewardship, which is why it might sound mm-hmm. kind of familiar to us. Um, the idea of abundance. Um, but I was reading this and I, I read somebody's comment and I have not backed up, but it kind of makes sense was that, was that once there was, Jesus had put the wine into these purification jars, they could no longer be oh. Jewish purification oh. jars anymore. They had become tainted yeah. of such. And so there's a bit of symbolism in that, um, you know, kind of Jesus abolishing the the sacrificial system um, that was in place to, for forgiveness of sins and was replacing it with something new, which obviously for us, communion makes a great connection then with that. <laughs> That's kind of a deep, deep cut though. I mean, like, yeah. all right, but interesting. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that is fascinating. But I hadn't really thought about the not being able to use for rites of purification anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it changed them, but... Now there's just <clears throat> giant stone water jars. So they got to keep them filled with wine. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I right. assume they lost their magical purposes after the first use, but. It's the equivalent of having a box of wine in, in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of keep revisit going. whenever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, that seems tangential. It, 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 the, the interaction here, I mean, Jesus is a little, he's talking with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. He has his kind of same terse, hard words for her woman. You know, what concern is it? to you and me that they've run out of wine yeah it's you know. not our business get your nose out of it and oftentimes mary then just kind of takes it and the, I, I don't know what all to make of it if they're modern ears because it sounds kind of harsh but in this text mary his mom just says to the servants after jesus kind of is a little you know mm-hmm. s- snot with her she <laughs> says hey just do whatever he says i think she waves her hand at his face like I, <laughs> do what he says i get a little bit of that vibe it's like you know yeah. he's gonna make the right choice he'll do the right thing you know <laughs> i know my son he'll come around <laughs> and jesus looks at his mom and goes <laughs> yeah all right, all right here we go. bring in the yeah. water and, and i mean uh, you know this is the the first of jesus signs that reveal who he is mm-hmm. and i do find it interesting because um, you know, Jesus has done not not much with his disciples. They've come to this wedding with him, crashed this party. And um, because of this, his disciples believed in him. But like, what did they Yeah, believe? what did they believe? Like that he was just from God, maybe? I mean, they didn't have like a full set creed or anything like that. They didn't have a... Seeing one sign of water turned to wine would not give you a fully developed theology that you could just kind of be like, check. Yes. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, but I, I think that's kind of interesting for us. You know, we think we have you have to believe all of these things perfectly and right. So it's kind of an uh, uh, it's kind of a a thing we I think we fall a trap we fall into. And here, you know, it's just they believe that Jesus was some something special. Even you know, these guys are different, um, worth wondering about, worth and wondering worth and following. Sticking with, yeah, worth worth listening to his teachings and going with. Um, I, I like that. And maybe that's the, the whole reason that the chapter opens and the passage opens with on the third day. Cause I heard mm-hmm. that and I'm like the third day, like this is kind of recalling like Easter resurrection kind of things. Yeah. But, um, what has happened right before this is Jesus has called his disciples and Philip and Nathaniel um, specifically. And so he calls these new disciples and then there's a break on the third day. There was a wedding party. Yeah. Very, very rapid succession yeah. there 
So within three days of hanging out with him and seeing this sign of good tasting wine, they believe to, in whatever capacity that means. Um, I, I kind of like that for our own life of faith. You know, the days up and down and back and forth. And some days that makes all the sense in the world. And other days, you know, this Christian thing can seem backwards and odd. And it doesn't mean we can't follow Jesus. You know, I mean, it's we, we're not set up to... Once we have it figured out, then God will start walking with us. Or once we get our A plus B equals C figured out, then we're saved even. You know, that it's, puts it in God's, in Jesus' hands. You know? yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the one doing the work. So, hmm. um, yeah. Well, well, we have a New Testament reading today as well, which could be kind of fun. I have not actually really read this one yet, so this will be... We'll be fresh flying into this. So this is um, our New Testament reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same spirit who allots to each one individually just as the spirit chooses. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> Thanks be to God. Wow, how often is the word spirit in there? <laughs> oh, I did not count. I didn't count, but I was just like, the spirit, the spirit, the same spirit, same mm -hmm. spirit, one spirit. Um, I think they're trying to get a point across. Yeah, you maybe. get the sense the spirit's important somehow. Yeah. I, I think this text gets used a lot for talking about vocation and how mm -hmm. we're all gifted uniquely and differently for the sake of the whole and we're called to use these gifts in service of God and neighbor and, and all that, but... I just caught this time in verse nine that one of one of the spiritual gifts given is faith. Like yeah. just to have faith, that's a, a spiritual gift. And so I think, um, you know, especially for Lutherans who, if we're going to wait for everyone in the pews to start speaking in tongues, we're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> yes. um, but if faith is one of those spiritual gifts, I see that in, in so many of the people that, that worship here and are, are, related to this congregation in one way or another yeah i love that mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot i mean there's some in here that you know are kind of i mean for lack of a better word are just kind of weird to us like mm -hmm. working of miracles prophecy discernment of spirits various kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues yeah that's, <laughs> those are less common in our lutheran vernacular i think <laughs> yeah well and in the 21st century in general i mean this this is 
obviously it's a letter from a guy to a church. It's a product of its yeah. time. And so I wonder if we were to update this list and kind of help Paul speak into the mm. 21st century, what, what might we include as things that we recognize as gifts of the spirit in one another? And yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Take some time, probably come up with that list. So I don't think we should attempt it at this moment, but um, interesting to reflect on. Yeah. I don't know. So what are you hearing here? Um, yeah, just the variety that not everyone has all of these and that's okay. And it's not like a checkbox that you're trying to accomplish all of these gifts at one time. So that's kind of comforting that you don't have to have all of these. Hmm. And it's, it speaks to the importance of community. Yeah. Yeah. None of us has all of these on our own, but together we have all of them. Mm-hmm. And that is how God blesses the church and sends us into mission, like not giving everyone everything, but giving to the community what is needed to carry out the mission at hand. And so that that puts some responsibility on each and every single person to bring what they have to offer and, you know, to to be willing to use it. And sometimes that feels like a big ask, I think, for folks who are like, no, I just... I just want to come and sit in the pew for an hour on Sunday. Like, don't ask any more of me. I'm, I'm busy. Um, but we really could use everyone, you know, yeah. in some seasons of life anyway. Yeah. There's kind of like a definite tension, right? I mean, the, our vocation is by definition lived out in the world. And so that, you know, we could certainly be using our, our, our gifts that God has given us, you know, to, to coach basketball and to, you know, um, volunteer at, at different agencies and different things. And that's all super important. Even our jobs, you know, yeah. um, you know, that we do faithfully and hopefully for the common good as verse seven talks about, you know, using all of these for, for not just to help us feel good or whatever, but to help others. I think that is important, you know, to, to view what we do through a lens of our faith, mm-hmm. you know, that the things we're doing, even we do need folks at church to help, help us run and to help, you know, do the things we do at First Lutheran. But you can also use your gifts every day, wherever it is you may find yourself. Um, I think it is important to like name that and and think of it that way so that it doesn't just become, I'm just doing this, but it's not connected to my faith at all. (laughs) Right. What if it was? What if being a nurse or a teacher or an accountant or working at the bank or, you know, working at the grocery store or in a restaurant? Like what if in wherever we find ourselves, you know, that, that's, that's your ministry, that's it's, your ministry, it's your job, that's it's what your... you do. Um, you know, it's like Luther has that famous thing about, you know, a Christian shoemaker doesn't run around putting little crosses on all of his shoes. Mm-hmm. Christian shoemaker makes good shoes at a reasonable price, yeah. you know, at a fair yes. price. Best you can. And you know, I, I do think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Who knew Martin Luther? Martin Luther, 500 years ago. Uh, yeah, he has some good ideas, some crazy things too, but you know, he's, yeah. he's got some solid, solid stuff. So I have one more thing, which yeah. is in verse two, um, you know, that when you were pagans, you know, <laughs> back then, um, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. And I think, oh, that's in contrast to God who does speak. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if we regularly are like attuning our ears, like what is God speaking to us now? And how is God speaking through the spirit, through other people in our community or, you know, in various, various ways. But like, that's, that's the contrast here is that our God is still speaking. And gifting, yeah, you know, giving us the gifts in a sense, 
<clears throat> just very cool. You know, we're talking about uh, the first three commandments and confirmation to, uh, this week. And so the idea of idols and things, what are, what are our idols? Is another kind of interesting. Well, we got a few, I suppose. <laughs> we got a few, you know, uh, we all do. Um, but yeah, I like that idea that, you know, our, our God is a living God. Our God is one who who speaks and gives gives us gifts and activates and works through in and through us. That's pretty cool. Uh, that Verse 11 kind of sums it up all these things that we, mm-hmm. all these gifts are activated by one and the same spirit. Um, you know, it's the good stuff good stuff very good stuff great stuff well uh, any closing thoughts on gifts and wine (laughs) no i just like the sound of that gifts and wine wine. sounds like a good house party (laughs) but uh yeah well um, thank you everyone for joining us today for jan or wandering in the word for january 16th 2022 glad you could join us in whatever fashion it is that you are with us today and hope you can join us for worship uh, whenever you can as well. For Pastor Brandy, Melissa, and myself, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.